What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Brain health has been very popular in the news lately, and this podcast is for you if you've ever had brain fog, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, CTE, any of these issues, this is the podcast where we're going to jump into the latest research from Dr. Dale Bredesen, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dave Asprey of the Bulletproof Diet, so many other people, all the minds that are really out there paving the way, blazing a path for actually working to get your brain optimized and working at its highest, highest level. The Brain Builders Podcast is just for you. So get a notebook, get a pen, and get ready to open up your mind and get back to the person that you were meant to be. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Brain Builders Podcast. I am your host, Dr. John DeWitt. How's everyone? So, Erlene recommends using custom-tinted lenses that block out specific light frequencies that stress your brain. When Dave Asprey tested positive for Erlene syndrome and got his test results, it turned out that adding some orange, rose, and gray colors from the visual light spectrum made his his brain work better. After he started wearing his own custom pair of cool orange glasses, it felt like his brain turned back on for the first time in years. He was immediately more focused and able to perform better than he had ever imagined, and even in the most distracting environments. And I have met Dave Asprey, and the glasses are, are, are pretty cool, I have to say. Uh, these glasses have made such a big difference to his performance that he wears them whenever he flies. Airplanes have more junk light than almost anywhere else or in a room with LED or fluorescent lighting that stresses his eyes. If you suspect you may have Erlene syndrome, you can find a local Erlene practitioner and get tested. Dave Asprey actually became a certified Erlene practitioner so he could test friends and clients. It's, it's life-changing when someone realizes they're pushing against their brain because of a light color mismatch. <clears throat> Even if you don't have this problem, occasionally wearing sunglasses with blue blockers indoors can help reduce eye strain and fatigue so you can focus and perform better. Remember, about half of us have Erlene syndrome, but we don't know it. And the problem is getting worse as blue light heavy LED lighting is becoming the norm in offices and we spend more time in front of the computer screen than ever before. More than a few people in Hollywood sport colored glasses indoors now, and it's not just to be stylish. The air up there. You've probably noticed by now that oxygen is important to your mitochondria. They need it to produce energy. This is one reason we die pretty quickly without access to oxygen. It's also why you feel like you're going to die when you try to hold your breath. Your mitochondria run the show, and they want you to really feel the danger if oxygen is in short supply. You obviously receive oxygen by breathing it in. The act of breathing is something that most of us take for granted, but the truth is breathing is a unique biological function because it is the only one that is naturally both voluntary and involuntary. You don't have to think about breathing to do it. It happens automatically, but you can also intentionally alter your breath by speeding it up, slowing it down, or stopping it altogether. 
Breathing offers a perfect opportunity for biohackers. It's one of the easiest ways to improve performance is to start by upgrading the simplest biological functions. Think about it this way. Many of the tools that transform a normal gas-burning engine into a high-performance race car engine provide mechanisms for getting more oxygen into the engine. Turbochargers and superchargers force more air into an engine using air compression so that there's enough oxygen to burn high-octane gasoline. Likewise, an important way to transport your body from an inefficient machine to a high-performance hot rod is to make more oxygen available to your mitochondria. Unfortunately, turbocharging the human body isn't as simple as just gulping down more oxygen. Ironically, one way to increase the amount of oxygen in your body is to restrict your oxygen intake for short periods of time. This is temporarily this temporarily stresses your mitochondria, which is an example of good mitochondrial stress, which causes them to either grow stronger or die. Eliminate the weak, train the strong is a great algorithm for the survival of your cells. Subjecting your body to short periods of low oxygen intake can also help it become more efficient at using oxygen when it is present. Even more interesting, short periods of low oxygen intake, known as hypoxia, increase the production of the all-important brain hormone BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which helps support neuron growth and development. Improving your body's oxygen delivery will energize your cells and make you more resilient in circumstances that limit your oxygen intake, such as travel, environmental changes, and stress. In other words, you can actually exercise your oxygen usage abilities. He does it regularly. Boosting the body's oxygen efficiency is an important way to adapt to our changing environment. We already don't get as much oxygen just from breathing as our ancestors did because our atmosphere today contains a lot less oxygen than it did centuries ago. Even more worrying, since 2003, there has been an unprecedented drop in oxygen levels that's even more substantial than the increase in carbon dioxide. You may be aware of the poor air quality when you're in a heavily trafficked city center, but recent research shows that poor air quality is also common in many indoor areas, including your gym. A 2014 study analyzed the air quality in indoor fitness centers, and the results were scary enough to make me consider, as in Dave Asprey consider, the air quality before he works out in any gym. In addition to formaldehyde and other toxic compounds, the study found unacceptably high levels of carbon dioxide in the air. In a way, this makes sense. When a group of people exercise in a room without proper ventilation, the carbon dioxide they exhale gets trapped and accumulates in the environment. This often happens because building owners can save money by recycling the air instead of heating or cooling fresh air from outside, and they don't know how this impacts your biology. The study showed that the highest levels of carbon dioxide were in an interior room used for indoor cycling. The carbon dioxide levels measured in the cycling rooms were not toxic, but they were not innocuous either. Excess carbon dioxide in the air can make it harder to breathe and can make you feel sluggish or dizzy. Meanwhile, the more carbon dioxide is present in an environment, the less oxygen there is. All of those cyclers are breathing in the same air and competing for the same limited amount of oxygen. This doesn't happen only at the gym. Any indoor space that holds a large group of people and has poor circulation is going to have too little oxygen and too much carbon dioxide. But you can enhance your performance in these environments by teaching your body to perform efficiently with less oxygen. Professional athletes have known about this hack for a while. It's why many professional Olympic athletes train in high altitudes. 
it causes their bodies to become more efficient and therefore high, higher performing when they come back down to sea level. If this can make the difference between a gold and a silver medal for an Olympian, imagine the difference it can make between your brain fog and clear, decisive thinking. If you can get those benefits without having to actually live on a mountain, having your body consistently ready to perform at 15,000 feet provides benefits all day, every day, even if you never go above sea level. Dave experienced this phenomenon firsthand when he moved to sea level California from Albuquerque, New Mexico, where he grew up at an altitude of 5,000 feet. When he first arrived in California, he felt like he couldn't breathe, um, couldn't breathe hard while cycling because the air was so thick. At the same time, he noticed that his performance was better than usual. After about six weeks, his body adjusted and he lost his speed advantage. We know that spending time in high altitudes will create this effect, but that's not practical for most of us. It's possible to reap the benefits of altitude training without the trouble of traveling to high altitudes, though. One way to do this is through a type of training called intermittent hypoxic training. This technique consists of intervals of breathing low oxygen or hypoxic air through an air mask, alternating with intervals of breathing regular air. As your body adapts to the hypoxic air, it becomes more efficient at delivering oxygen in the blood. In addition to boosting athletic performance, this builds a tremendous amount of resilience as it pairs down weak mitochondria and grows stronger ones. At Bulletproof Labs, we use a special exercise bike that's connected to a giant bag of oxygen, but you only get to use the oxygen after you've breathed in air containing no oxygen for 90 seconds. This technique, which is called intermittent hypoxic training under load, is very effective but also expensive. However, it's a lot less expensive than moving to Colorado. Luckily, there's a free way to get some of the benefits of intermittent hypoxic training, and all you have to do is breathe. Wim Hof, who holds 20 Guinness World Records for withstanding extreme temperatures, has climbed Mount Everest and Mount Kilimanjaro in only shorts and shoes. Wim is best known as the Iceman. You may have seen him on TV swimming among glaciers without a wetsuit. He has developed a breathing technique that provides short bursts of oxygen to the cells, training them to use oxygen more efficiently. Here's how to do it. First, sit down, get comfortable, and close your eyes. Make sure you're in a position where you can freely expand your lungs. Wim suggests doing this practice right after waking up since your stomach is still empty. Warm up by inhaling deeply and drawing the breath in until you feel a slight pressure. Hold the breath for a moment before exhaling completely, pushing the air out as much as you can. Hold the exhalation for as long as you can and then repeat this 15 times. Next, inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth in short, powerful, powerful bursts as if you're blowing up a balloon. Pull in your belly when you're exhaling and let it expand when you inhale. Do this about 30 times. Using a steady pace until you feel that your body is saturated with oxygen. You may feel lightheaded or tingly or you may experience a surge of energy that's literally electric. Try to get a sense of which parts of your body are overflowing with energy and which ones are lacking. And where there are blockages between these two extremes. As you continue breathing, send the breath to those blockages. <clears throat> When you're done, take one more big breath in, filling your lungs to maximize to maximum capacity, and then push all the air out. Hold this for as long as you can and try to feel the oxygen spreading around your body. When you can't hold it anymore, inhale fully and feel your chest expanding. Hold it again, sending energy where your body needs it. Bonus points if you do what Wim had me do when we demonstrated this technique on stage at our Bulletproof conference. 
As you are holding your lungs empty, count how many push-ups you can do before you have to breathe again. I got to 20. It seems impossible, but you can do it. And that short bit of low oxygen forces your body to better deal with lower oxygen environments. Wow. That is fascinating. Um, Dave recommended, or he recommends you research Wim's work and watch one of his many videos online demonstrating his breathing technique. He doesn't think it works as well as mechanically filtering oxygen out of the air you breathe, but the Wim Hof technique is absolutely free, totally portable, and Wim is capable of things Dave Asprey could never do. His breathing method helps your body adapt to bursts of oxygen and puts you more in tune with the way your body uses your breath to create energy. It also makes you more resilient to cold temperatures, but there is evidence that cold temperatures themselves are good for your mitochondria. The benefits of brain freeze. Cold thermogenesis is a type of cold therapy that uses cold temperatures to create heat in your body. I love, we used to do this when I was playing football. Um, They would always have a big Tupperware trash can in the shower room after games or practice and it would be full of ice and water and you jump in there and it is so cold that it literally feels like it's burning at first. It's almost painful. And then you kind of get used to it and you stay in there for about 10 or 15 minutes and then you hop out and as your body heats up again, that's when you literally feel like you have a brand new body or whatever, you know, part was under the water in the ice. It is amazing. Highly recommended. I know it's scary because it's cold, but, um, I know Tony Robbins is a big fan of the, the uh, cryotherapy and um, infrared sauna is, is really big too. I know we talked about that earlier in an earlier episode because the infrared light is so good for you. But uh, this is something you should definitely consider. The um, cryotherapy is something that's really, really interesting. Uh, you can some of, some places nowadays. Some of the gyms have them actually uh, have that service available. They have um, the cryotherapy. They have the infrared sauna. So you could go from cold to hot, hot to cold, or alternate days during the week, and uh, that's really going to super supercharge your mitochondria, making make sure that you're getting as much energy as possible, and really optimizing that brain function. The infrared sauna memberships usually cost about eighty dollars a month if you're going to go four times. Um, a month, so you can look into investing in your own personal infrared sauna for your house, but it's up to you. So this is Dr. John DeWitt. That is the Brain Builders Podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will talk to you next time.